Yeah, talking about liquidiv.com, promo code Nooners at checkouts. You see us drinking it on the show every single day. Where would we be, Japes, without Liquid IV in our lives? Dehydrated, we'd have headaches, we'd be tired, yeah. exhausted. Yep. Not be able to get through the day, get through work. We'd be sick all the time. I'd be hungover. <laughs> Every single day. Love the liquid IV. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks out there, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. It's just a little tiny stick full of powder. Pop it in 16 ounces of water. You're good to go. What's your reckon, Jabes? Double or triple hydrated? I would say double. I'd say triple. What? Nay. I'll say triple today. Huge fan of Liquid IV. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration. With Liquid IV, get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code Nooners at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code Nooners at liquidiv.com. Yeah! Talking about expressvpn.com slash Nooners. Love ExpressVPN. You've got to have a VPN in today's world or you're not living your life right, brother. People are going to start stealing your passwords, all your bank info, everything. And I know most of you are probably thinking, uh, why don't you just use incognito mode? Let me tell you something. Incognito mode doesn't hide your activity. Doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why when I'm at home, I never go online without using Express VPN. Huge fan. I've had it for years. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. It runs seamlessly in the background uh, of all my computers and my laptops and my phones, and it's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button, and you're protected. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, like I was saying, phones, computers, uh, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you not to be using it right now. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash nooners, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash nooners. Expressvpn.com slash nooners. Head there to learn more. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ross Patterson Revolution! Brought to you by BlackRifleCoffee.com Hey! 
I've been doing a lot of Stallone lately. A lot of Stallone thoughts on my Instagram page. And uh, big fan. Big fan. How about how about you, Jabes? You're a big fan? Yeah. Yeah. Surprising. Well, Surprising. Look, it's not just me. The numbers are in it. At ST James, ST James, which is my Instagram. The numbers are in. And it's it's crazy how many people have fucking caught on to the Stallone thoughts. I mean It feels like he's really doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Because which is what I, I like. feel like that's how his personality is. I do too. Never met him. I, I, Doesn't do a lot of interviews. I have I not. Just feel I've, ne- like I've never met him either. I've never met Sylvester Stallone. I'm surprised by that. I am too. I've met. I feel like everyone. He's one I have not met. Hmm. And I follow him on Instagram. Um, and is. Uh, I can't tell if he lives like out in like the Palisades or Malibu, maybe. But it's it's somewhere where you can see the water. So it's definitely not, you know, Beverly Hills or Bel Air. I think he's a level of famous that you can live in Malibu. Like I, he oh doesn't yeah, have yeah. to come down no, for meetings. the mountain unless he really fucking wants to. Yeah, and he's, he's one of those guys who produces, directs, edits, fucking writes. The guy really does it all. Um, he's supremely talented. And uh, yeah, I, I bet he sets his own fucking schedule. Um, and he's got three daughters yeah um and they're all on on his instagram feed or whatever like that's stallone got got back you know what i'm saying i think because he was he was a notorious womanizer obviously back in the day oh and then he had daughters yes yes that's how it works so um he's and they're they're hot and it's like, you can tell on the Instagram, he's just like, oh boy. Oh Everything's boy. like trouble. Like yeah. every post is like, boy, I'm in trouble. It's just a lot of like looks of like, oh man. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. But you're, look, you have the, the, the honorable distinction of getting hit on by Frank Stallone. I do. So it was, yeah. I would say, <laughs> I would say you're, you know. One one degree of separation. If this I was, was if, if, more... if Sylvester Stallone was a Kevin Bacon game, you're one yes. degree of separation from yes. Sylvester Stallone. Um, I was more excited about the Frank Stallone situation. The, oh, that you got hit on? Because of Barfly and then like Norm MacDonald's whole bit that he did with Frank Stallone. I don't, I don't know that, I don't think. It was on um, Saturday Night Live when he was doing Update. Okay. And he would always do this like thing where the punchline was Frank Stallone like this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's so unknown and he's just like this, <laughs> the forgotten brother of the super famous Stallone. So it was, a, it was funny. I, I, it was a funny a, bit. I'm not doing it any justice whatsoever. But it was funny when Norm MacDonald did it. He's a singer. He is now. Well, um, no, he was back in the day because he, he did songs on all the Rocky soundtracks. Okay. And we had a, a very pleasant surprise when we went to oh. Sundance. Um, we went, they invited us for the premiere of Range 15 trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they did a whole veterans segment uh, there. And then we had this after party afterwards, which was a fucking rager. Like, it was awesome. It was. It was a great party. Yeah. Um, people getting kicked out. People trying to sneak in. I cops mean, it came. was one of the... Yeah. yeah. The p- police came. It was great. It was um, the hot ticket for the evening. But what was surprising was 
uh, one of the publicists was like, hey, we have somebody who wants to come and play and volunteers to play at the thing or whatever. Super famous. Super famous. And I was like, oh, and shit. And I just hear Norm MacDonald's voice. Who? I, Frank Stone. <laughs> yeah. But I, I was like, oh, man, who are we getting? Like, And I thought it was going to be somebody like Ed Sheeran, maybe like an acoustic singer because we were a small place. Sure. And I was like, but it is Sundance. We were like, all right. All right. Great. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll get uh, maybe uh, like a Demi Lovato or somebody coming to sing uh-huh. acoustic. Sure, um, sure. And then, but because she was so excited, the publicist was so excited. Oh, okay. So she was like, oh my God, you think it's. Oh, to- totally. So her, her excitement got well, me. Well, that's publicist's job. Got my entire dick ramped up. And sure. Then, you know, I was I, I, like, I'm full of guesses and I'm just throwing out people, Dave Matthews, you know, I, I, like acoustic singers, because I knew what kind of bar we were in. And, you know, I'm, I'm rattling off all of these uh, acoustic singers. No, 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 no. And then when, like you, you can tell in people's voices when disappointment is setting in when they're like, no. No, and I was like, "Fuck, just uh, who? I'm out of guesses." Frank Stallone, and I was like, "Uh," and I, I like, I had to ask initially. I was like, "Is that is that is that the son? Is that the son?" And she, no, the son's the oh. son's dead. And I was like, oh, "Oh, oh, okay." And I was like, "Sage," and that was Sage Stallone. I was I was informed, and I was like, "Oh, okay, overdose." Um, oh boy. And I, and I was like, oh, uh, she was like, that's his, his brother. He did those, you know, songs in the Rockies soundtrack and all that other stuff. So I had to go back and look, look it up. Sure enough, it's true. Um, and then Frank Stallone, when he walked in, looks very similar to Sylvester Stallone. But without like a lot of steroids. Yeah. So I think it's how Sylvester Stallone should look right now. Right. Maybe. Right. Just without, an without older the steroids dude, and the whole normal yeah. older dude, obviously used to be good looking, you know. Yeah. And is now like a kind of hey, good looking older is, dude. Is yeah. Right. This is Frank Sloan. <laughs> um yeah, but then, you know, he played like five songs and I I laughed probably all like the entire time. It was all delightful five. though. It was. It wasn't that it wasn't like he was he was bad or anything. No, it's just no. like it was never just in my funny. life. Did I picture myself at a party where Frank Stallone would be playing a medley of his hits? Sure. At one of my parties. Sure. And uh, and that happened. Bucket list. Yeah. 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 Sure. Hashtag sure. bucket list. Hashtag uh, live, laugh, love. Um, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure, so sure. all of that. And um, when he was up there, I was like, "Holy shit!" I, I remember taking a few photos for myself, snapping a few pics for myself, and I was right. like. No one would believe me that Frank Stallone was playing at this thing. And then I saw him at like backstage, which is the kitchen area um, at this yeah. bar. Yeah. And uh, uh, I got a picture with him. I got a picture with Frank Stallone. Nice. Flank. Flank. Frank Stallone. And but I, when I walked in, he, I, he was hitting on you. Sure. Which was nice. What was said during that conversation? Um, I don't know. I don't even know. You don't remember at all? No. Really? Yeah, it was so at like a party. Fr- he didn't lean like on a, a on a like a good line, like a good one liner. Hey. No, I think he was just trying to like figure out the deal with the party, what involvement. I think he might have thought I was a publicist. Mm. You know what I mean? Sure, kind sure. of like getting his next gig. 
And I didn't uh, tell him any different, you know? Why not? Yeah. Keep, when you've got Frank Stallone talking, you keep him talking. Sure. You know what I mean? So what, what, what did you say to him? Like, hey, really love that set. I think, yeah, really love that set. I think we can use you again. Oh, you did no, not. No, I did not. I didn't. I promised him a certain sum of money. I might have signed something. I don't know. But I kept, again, I kept him talking. You know, Amazing. no, no Amazing. I, didn't. I didn't, I don't know what he was saying. It was a party. I was drunk, whatever. Frank Stallone was talking to me. He didn't have any amazing lines, you know, I let he it continue by the way. Cause I thought, sure, why I, not? I, I, What's going to happen? I'm going to leave with Frank. I, I, I saw it going on and I was like, the laughter inside of me was so much that I, like, I just watched on and it was amazing. Just wondering what lines a 70 year old Frank Stallone was feeding you. And when someone and I didn't like stop that, it. I didn't stop I'm it. I'm sure not. You yeah. just, you stood in the wings <laughs> and watched the show and then kind of like popped in when you thought, ah, she might be getting uncomfortable. Yeah. Towards right, the right, end. Right. I, sure, let sure, it, sure. I let it go you on. You were going to save me. A good 10 minutes Now when though. someone like that hits on you, it's not a compliment. Like you're not the hottest gal there. Do you know what I mean? What it means is you're I, at I a disagree. level. You're at a level. Like Frank Stallone goes surveys. Sure. Obviously, he does many shows, I'm sure. Surveys. Obviously. He bumps off the girls that are like so hot, so young. There's no way, right? No, pointless. <laughs> and then he goes to like second, third tier of people where he can like, they're going to be nice. Hey, I they're might, not, I might they're be not able bitchy to share enough. a screw with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They're not bitchy enough that they're going to just be like, whatever, dad. Okay, father time. But they're going to, you know, talk to him and be nice at least. And that's the level that he went to. Yes or no, do you think Frank Sloan boned that night? I think yes. And I think it was probably the publicist. <laughs> I was you just going to say, yeah. All the way, the hair, yep. all the way down. Yeah. Um, I was just going to say the same thing. I, if he, if, if, he, so if he did leave, yeah, I, I think it was yeah. going to be her. Because her excitement was really unabashed. And uh, oh. I think at the end of the night, Frank was just like, well, this is what I'm left with. I, I, I guess I'm going to bone the publicist. Have we talked about publicists, like their whole gig and how completely hilarious and, and ridiculous. ridiculous it is? Yeah, I, 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 I'll, I'll discuss it, but there is two sides of publicists. Um, same with, with agents and managers in Hollywood, where there is great publicists who are just over all of the shit, who are not excited about anything. Those are the great ones. Um, they don't want to be in pictures. They do want to be in the background. Like I, I had they a, give it to you straight. I just want to meet one that like gives it to you straight. Like this is not great, but you got to do it. Yes. And so I, I had a really, really great one for 10 years, long, oh, okay. a long, long time. And uh, it, it was just very dry, deadpanned, just like, hey, you're going to do this. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. Great. And, and, and then move on. That. I'm into that. Same. And, and she was fantastic. And like every single magazine I did interview, all of that shit. Uh, it was exactly that straight talk of like, hey, this isn't the biggest, but you got to do it to get this other thing. Um, this party isn't going to be great tonight. Uh, don't go to this premiere. Don't do this. Like, uh, do this. Like, that type of shit. And it was just like, all right, great. We had a really honest, open rapport. Mm -hmm. um, the, the one thing that it's the same thing with agents on that other side of it was she got big enough that, you know, 
the 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 lower people if you weren't super fucking famous like you, you kind of just get left at the wayside at that point yeah um same with agents and managers and yeah, um yeah, yeah. uh so there is great publicists but i, I you've got to be at a level of where they've seen it all and done it all like they're not they're not looking for money anymore whereas with with publicists who are super eager and new and don't have huge clients they make you think that everything is the most important thing on the planet every single party person all of this is amazing and it's so great and it's so great it's gonna be amazing but they're also trying to it, it's a monthly job so they're trying to get more months out of you right pay, you know payment wise so it's like yeah they want you to make they want to make you feel as if all of this shit is super important when it's when it's not um right i always now call publicists on their bullshit where it's just like hey man i fucking know this interview sucks or i know this event sucks like let's try to do better right um but you know same with agents and managers uh the higher ones up will will are only excited about trying to get you auditions for fucking iron man or the, or the avengers or shit like that the lower ones are trying to make you feel amped about a guest star on true tv you know where it's just like hey you're gonna be on impractical jokers and it's going to be awesome. Right. And it's right, that right. same level of excitement where you're just like, I, what? What am I doing? I don't know. It's Impractical Jokers on, on True TV. Sure. Fun. Yeah. Um, I always remember I was talking to a publicist. Um, I think it was for like one of the first movies that I did. And I was dating someone. And she was like, what do you do? And he was like, oh, I'm like medical supplies. And she's like, fun yeah, yeah. and like what didn't even hear what he said nope. and just like turn it was like fun that's every answer and fun. It, at that moment and i have never been at a level that a publicist would give that much of a shit about me but i've had a couple throughout the like movies different movies yeah. and different things that you're doing none that's like just mine but ones that you deal with and that's just always the vibe that i get and every time you like go, go talk to the publicist i'm always just like fuck this is just gonna be so yeah and i can't i get very weird when people get really excited and weird around me like i shut down like i can't because i'll never be able to get to that level right so i just like shut down and then i'm like a weird quiet person and they're like in your face like are you so excited (laughs) and i'm like i'm not I'm just, I just want to know what I need to do. And I'm like, at a I'm medium sorry. excitement level. I'm just at a normal, you know, exci- I'm, I'm excited. I'm nervous. I'm, there's all different kinds of things. I'm the person that has to be on the stage or do the Q&A or whatever. So like, please just like try and make me feel comfortable about what's going on. Not like right anxiety about like my level of excitement. Yeah. Yeah. So I- I'm I'm like a I'm a publicist dream, and we're in the fact that like uh, interview wise and all of that shit, they know that they're gonna get the goods every single time. Like I'll I'll throw down every time, but like right. I, I am, I can see through publicists who are at a lower level where it's they're trying to get you to do, you know, online Scranton paper where you're just like, but but it's conducted by a twelve year old, you know, where it's just like, sure. oh, oh, it was take your son to work day, and you've got to do, yeah. And, and you're there and you're like, all right, cool. I, and I always do it. And I'm always gracious and, and all of that stuff. But, but you sit there and you're like, motherfucker, did I come out, put on a suit and do all this shit to talk to a 12-year-old tonight? Right. 
again, for me, I'm down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm down to do it because I don't do a lot of that stuff. So I'm down. But I just. Well, like, when it's pitched to you of like, oh, my God, this will be amazing. Yeah, and you yeah, show yeah, up and yeah. there's a 12 year old holding a microphone. Yeah. And, it's, and it's literally somebody's kid. Like, I'm, that's not a, a joke. If they just tell me that, I'm down. Yeah, exactly. I'll do hey, it. Ex- yes. Don't give me a reason to, like, dress up and party afterwards. Like, because yeah. I'll do it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. But anyways, I think that's just in life. with pub- Like, there's publicist-type people in life, right? Yes. Like, I can't handle. Yeah. You have that. to be super excited about a lot of shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not. I'm not either. Okay. I'm not. Like I can't I get to feel that. Bad. I never get like <sighs> excited about anything. I look. I, I get, do, I get but excited it's very about inward. stuff. Yeah, it's I get excited like, about okay. stuff. I, I I know it so well though that it's you know. God, I mean, things can just be pulled out from under you, and that's across the board in life, right? I think that's where I'm at. Where like things can be pulled out from under you at the very last second, even when you already have it. Yeah. Someone can accuse you of something, whatever. I know as far as whatever, any level, things can just be taken away from you in a second. Yeah. So the excitement is like, this is cool, but I'm also like kind of always waiting for like what the next thing is going to be, right? Sure. What is the next thing they're going to tell me? It is this, but you have to do that. Yeah. And and that's happened to me. Like, I've been promised the Howard Stern show probably seven or eight times now at this point in my career. Don't get excited about it. No. Because might not happen. You can only get excited about it after it happens. You see it on the thing. You hear it. Yeah. Because even after you do it, you don't know if they're going to pull it. You don't know if somebody, if you said something, somebody else said something, whatever. So you lit- like that's I guess probably where I've learned it where you've learned it. In ca- well, in case in point is we have some huge guests coming on o- over the next month, right? Yeah. I do not get excited until after I've physically left the interview and it's on a it's on a drive. It's on a drive for me to to take home and I and I know that I got it. Uh, the one I did over the weekend. I'm not going to say who it is because we're going to save it um, for March Madness, but. Uh, it, it was, again, one of those things where it was like until I physically had that drive in my hand after it was over, I didn't think it was going down. Yep. I didn't believe it, and I wasn't, I wasn't that excited for it. Like, even when I flew there, like, it was a normal day, you know, got, got an omelet for breakfast, went to the gym, came home, came yep, back to the hotel, you-, uh, you know, worked on some of those spell check notes for the book, and that was it. Woke up in the morning, went to the gym. And then, great, even, even on the venue when they told me, and I, and I met him, I was like, great, until this is in my hand, I'm not fucking excited. It's true. Afterwards, because I was you, amped. Right. It's true because they could pull out at any second. Yes. Like, uh, again, I, I don't know if maybe it's jaded from the business that we're in or life or I don't know. Mine is from the business that we're in because I've had so many misses on movies, like people have cast, cast in movies. Yeah. So many misses that it was like so-and-so was going to do this or so-and-so was going to do that and something fucked up happened along the way. And, you know, also not that it's their fault all the time. Like sometimes just life gets involved and you're like, oh, shit, this is why this thing go down. Like, like uh, yesterday, Kevin Smith uh, had a heart attack. Yeah. Uh, this widow maker heart attack that he almost died. Mm-hmm. We tried to get him on drinking bros. Okay. For the, uh, the, the LA shows coming up. Right. Um, we, we've sent in, I don't know, three or four emails at this point going mm-hmm. back and forth. And, uh, our, cause our schedule sync up. We're in LA at the same time. Right. Um, 
and we thought maybe there was a possibility it's going to happen. It's, that's that's dead now. Definitely not. Yes. Um, I, I don't mean to say dead, but uh, I, the interview. Um, he is alive today. He's alive today. When when the show airs? No, when you catch the Widowmaker, if you live through that, like there's stuff they can do. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. Kinds of yeah. Stuff. But um, yeah, yeah. You never know what's. But that, but that's him. one of them where all right, that interview is gone now. At no point in me, like at no point did I ever get excited about it. Where I was just like, all right, cool. It was just another part of the day. So yeah, like pe- my friends will be like, why you never say like what you're in or like what you're gonna what you're doing, like what's coming up. Like you're so secretive, and I'm like. I'm not people that aren't in the business. I'm like, I'm not secretive. It's just like, I can't explain to you like how day to day this business is. Like right. I could have a script. It could have funding. I could be driving to the fucking set and I get there and it's like production closed, done, something happened, whatever. Like, so I'm not going to say, I feel like it's an, I always felt like it was an amateur move to like put all your cards on the table before it's in the bag and out like a date of release. Right. Because how many? Because otherwise I have done, if I did tell everyone, they would think I've done 20, 30 movies probably or projects. Yeah. yeah. Now they know the ones that I've done because they can see them. Not the like, whatever happened to that one? It's like, I don't know. It's not my deal. I do it and then. <laughs> right. I, my, mine, I learned on the, on the first one, which was the new guy. It got pushed. We shot it and it got pushed for two years. Yeah. Um, so we were done filming for two years and then it came out. And, and then I don't want to bring it up, but like you had something, you've been like your scenes not have been cut, but like, right. For what? For oh, other what, movies? Yeah. Movies. Oh, like yeah. anyone that's been in the business 100%. has been cut from shit, but like you invite, you learn on that. You invite people. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because I, I mean, look, and, and we'll start. I'll start with the new guy. the The posters in the ad campaign had come out when the original release date was supposed to be. Okay. So they were in theaters, like the poster of, and I was on it for almost a year. So like all of my friends and everybody I'd, you know, college, high school, everybody I'd met in my See life that. had been seeing this poster in their local theaters mm-hmm. all over the country for almost a year. And I was hammered over and over and over again. When is this movie coming out? And I didn't, it got pushed three times. So there was three different release dates. I I, I didn't know. And it was just like, oh boy, I don't know anymore. And I had to answer those questions for close to two years. It was miserable. Yeah. Absolutely miserable. Then you've had other movies like uh, the one I did with Winona Ryder Mm -hmm. and Joseph Fine, where it was just like, I had a movie called the Darwin Awards. It's not good. So I'm going to save you from go, going to see it. But uh, uh, it was at Sundance. I had an eight minute scene with Winona Ryder and um, it was to lead off the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found out on the street when I got there that that scene had gotten cut with Winona Ryder. And the director's like, oh, your other scenes are in there. And I was like, okay, because I was going to say you're in it. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have like two other scenes in it, but like. That was going to be a really pivotal, like yes. amazing scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Real and yeah. back when you did And we reels. shot it. Like, it took two days to shoot. It was a big scene. Um, and uh, nuked. And so, like, you know, I can't even tell. I couldn't even tell anybody that I, I was in a movie with one on a writer and I had this amazing scene with her for eight minutes. Like, it didn't even end up on that. They didn't do extras on the DVD. Right. So I didn't, even ha- I didn't even have the footage. I have nothing of that. I have no. And, like you you don't take pictures with yourself on set uh like that back then 
like social media wasn't as huge. So like now you're trying to promote the movie all the time and do right, all the right, shit. Right. Then you didn't. So like, I didn't even get a picture with her. Nothing like, um, and that's one of those things where you try to tell people and it's just like, Oh, I didn't see you on that. No, you were yeah. You were I didn't see you with that. Yeah. I was just like, uh, I can't, I can't explain it. And it sucks. Mm-hmm. So I, I've learned I, shit, even on the first movie, um, which was miracle in lane two, Oh, that one you've told on this. I have. I've told the story in the show where the I'm in this scene with Frankie <laughs> yeah. Munez. Um, you know, it's on Disney Channel. It's airing at Christmas. Like Whole family's gathered around. I have like three lines and then I lift him up. He was in a wheelchair. He played in a kid in a wheelchair. Sure. And I lift him. Uh, he hits like the game winning home run. I lift him up above my head and, you know, carry him around this, the, the field. Mm-hmm. Uh all of my, you can hear my lines, all of my body and face and was cut. And it's just my arms okay. holding Frankie Munoz above. And not only that, but I had to hold that little that fucker above my head in a wheelchair for like two hours that day. Yeah. I was so sore. Right. Small guy, but not, you know, but not the wheelchair, like all of it. Yeah. Listen, a five pound thing will get tired. Totally. Right here. Um, yeah, to, I guess to button this up, as you would say, I even when people, I don't really even tell people I'm an actor because if I don't want to go through the thing of like, what have I, that question of what have I seen you in? Yeah. Yeah. If you have to ask me that, then I haven't keeps going down the road. I haven't really done, you know, like then I'm not really an actor. I don't, I don't really know. But like, if you have to ask me what I've been in, there's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. So mine is people don't know my name. But they'll be like, dude, you're in that guy in that right. thing. I get and that with you. People yeah. will be like, what is it? And then that's even embarrassing too. Cause I'll be I'll start with high school. Do we do I know you from yeah, work? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because I don't want to be like, oh well, I was in one thing you might have maybe seen. Sure. Everything else would be a miracle if you did. <laughs> but do like just that. I'll be like, uh, you know. And it used to be like when I was at a restaurant. Like working, like serving them. Right. And they're like, what have I? And you tell them. What are you doing working here? Yeah. Because you used to get that all the time, right? Yeah. And then I was just like, and that's even embarrassing. She's like, clearly I'm not killing it. Yeah. Um, It's got it. It had to be worse where it's like, oh, I was, it's an independent film. Way worse. Yeah. Way worse. Because people don't understand that. Do you want more butter? Mm -hmm. Yep. That was me. Oh my (laughs) God. You were awesome. Thank you. Can I have um, another glass of Chardonnay? You know what, though? We... This is so cold. You know yeah. what I mean? Like complaining. <laughs> and it's like, thanks. Yeah. So there was that element that I also think deterred me from saying that I was an actor or talking about stuff that I'd been in or whatever, because it's like there was, yeah, I don't know. That's hilarious. When you're doing their hair or something, you know, we sure. all, I have to, you have to do other things sometimes before you get to whatever. So. That's funny. But uh, anyway. Well, look, we went on a tirade. I, oh, sorry, sorry. We, we, we got to get to sponsors. Ah! Sponsors, Shaves. Uh, first and foremost, um, talking about BlackRifleCoffee.com. Hold up the cup. Hold up the mugs. Um, we get a lot of shine there. Look, they're a premium so- uh, roast-to-order coffee. Um, they make it in-house, and then, sh- boom, ship it out to you in two to three days. And we, I, I, we, look, we give a lot of shine to the, the K-Cups in the bags, but uh, they're fucking cu- – hold up that mug. Look, this is like a tin, like a cowboy style, you guys. So it's like metal, yes. keeps it warm for a long time. Look at this. Look at this. I mean. All of their products off of, the, off of BlackRifleCoffee.com. 
are crazy awesome where it's like, dude, their mugs are amazing. Their thermals, like everything they have is, is fucking incredible, including their apparel. Yep. And I think that's why their company is as big as it's getting is because you could do cheap shit all the way around and it's like sell trinkets and things like that. But like they take less of a profit just to make their shit cool. You're like, dope yeah and um, they get it like this whole thing like everyone knows the like metal cowboy cut like uh it's just so cool it's like, an awesome you fucking coffee cup get it yeah. you guys yeah go to blackriflecoffee.com join the coffee club um the, the subscription of the month club is is the jam they'll ship the coffee to your to your house you don't have to have to, have to fucking leave it's about four dollars cheaper uh than costco go to blackriflecoffee.com use the promo code revolution it's only a one-time use it's only a one time. Only one time. It's only a one time. Um, because they're they're getting huge. Uh, next up, we've got StrikeForceEnergy.com. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, Sorry, you, I, wasn't, I, I thought there was another boom coming out of you. I wasn't. I wasn't ready. I thought there was another boom coming. No. Did you? Give me one more. Boom. There we go. Uh, StrikeForceEnergy.com is the premier energy drink in the biz. Uh, I know I've been showing this on every show and talking about the grape. I, I'm, I keep highlighting the grape because it's the fucking best. If you put it in water or LaCroix or something like that, you'll drink the shit all day. Last longer than five-hour energy. You can kick the can, kids. You don't need the can anymore. You don't need Kickstart. You don't need Monster, Red Bull, any of that bullshit. Uh, this is just a, a tasty, tiny little tin pouch. Rip it open. Squeeze it into any liquid available, and you're, you're good to go, including like beers, waters, uh, or any of that shit, liquors. Um, and they've also got uh, a subscription in the month club, which is rad. Use the promo code revolution for 20% off at strikeforceenergy.com. Uh, they've also got a 750 milliliter bottle that sits on your countertop or bar stop or bar top. And, uh, you can pop a couple squirts in and boom, boom, be on your fucking way. Uh, go to strikeforceenergy.com promo code revolution, 20% off. Uh, next up we've got straightrazors.com. Oh, James, you're a little down on your impressions. They're not up. They're not up today where, where we need them to be. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I'll yeah. be more excited. There we go. Fun. Fun. Uh, Straight razors. There we go. Straightrazors.com. Day one homies. Day one homies. And they're, they just put out some shampoo and conditioner that's dope. If you're a fucking dude on this planet and you need man shit, go to straightrazors.com. Trust me, their their aftershave that smolder is my jam. Use it every fucking day. So is their cologne, smolder as well. All their their shampoos and conditioners are smolder. I don't know what scent that is. And I think they have a, I don't know if you have, they have a patent on it or whatever it is, but it's the fucking best. They also have uh, beard oils, uh, mustache waxes, you name it. Straightrazors.com has got the ultimate shit for, for dudes. Um, just manscaping. Uh, go to straightrazors.com. Type in the promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. Uh, are you just standing yourself in the camera, Jabes? God, what are you doing? What are you doing know, anymore? having some fun. Go to straightrazors.com. Type in the promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. Support the show. Last but not least, we've got the Caillou app. That's K-A-Y-U. It's a new app dropping March 10th. Uh, March 10th, the, the, the app drops. Um, what would you, what would you classify it as shapes? I would say it's kind of like meetup. Okay. It's like a, everyone knows the meetup app. So it's a cross between like meetup, Airbnb, Tinder. Yeah. 
imagine all of those apps combined into one. Uh, let's say you're again, going on vacation somewhere or you're going to Coachella and you're looking to split the cost, uh, maybe share a house, a hotel, uh, or just go hiking or camping with somebody, go to Caillou app and it'll, it'll pair up like-minded people like yourself. Um, they're throwing it. Is it good for like groups, right? Groups. So it's like the same kind of deal, like what drinking bros do where it's like, Hey, I'm in this town. I like to do this. How yeah. many people want to get together? But you can fucking... share costs and traveling yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, but... and all of that shit. And uh, they're throwing a huge St. Patrick's Day party in Charleston, uh, South Carolina. And you get to drink at the bars for free afterwards if you have the app on your phone. Uh, I believe St. Patrick's Day is March 17th this year. And the app drops March 10th. Should be a fucking blast. So look out for the Caillou app that's coming up. Um, look, I want to dive into this fucking transgendered wrestler uh that happened you've got a lot of weird eye movements over there some people have been commenting on it what you notice that you're going you're going up brando style a lot yeah are you you, you feeling right today what no i'm i'm annoyed oh okay all at right. the wrestler i'm just making sure you're all right no you're coming for me no i'm not ma- i'm making sure you're okay I feel a little bit like you're encroaching no no i'm not i'm just i'm, I'm making sure that you're not having a widow maker. Like Kevin Smith, like I want to get you out and safely I'm to the good, hospital. I'm good, bro. I'm good. All right. I'm good. Let's All right, just dog. Fucking, yeah, I'm good, man. All right, doggy. Okay. Don't um, you fucking worry about me, bud. Yeah. Uh, so a transgender wrestler won the state title again in Texas. Um, a guy uh, mm-hmm. by the name of Mac Beggs. Um, well, it's he, she, I don't. The name has changed already, but like the, the body hasn't. Uh, she is currently in the process of transitioning from female to male. However, in that process, uh, you're taking low doses of testosterone and, um, and also steroid therapy as a girl. Start, okay, I'm sorry. Started out as a girl? She's still, he, she is still a girl. Um, born, how, what was she born? Born female. Born female. Okay. So now. It's transitioning into male. Okay. Um, ch- has changed the name. So it's a dude's name. Uh, okay. 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 And, and what the deal is that she, in order to transition, needs, she needs to take. Steroids. Basically banned substances for anyone else. Yes. But since she's transitioning. Testosterone, steroids. Um, and it, look, this has been going on. This is the second time. He, she has won the state title beating girls in wrestling. Um, last year, they tried to sue. There was a case and uh, it got tossed out of court. It was dismissed. Um, they're claiming whatever you were born as on your birth certificate is what you are and wrestling as. So she is still a female because the transition hasn't fully happened. However, she has been taking, taking um, testosterone and, and steroid therapy to get ready for this transition as a male. She's killing these girls. Yeah. Smashing them. So like yeah. when she won, you know, the parents uh, and the students were booing. Um, How old is she? Fuck. 17, 18. Oh no. Why is she able to? Oh no. Yeah. So I, I it's one of those things where, you, you know, why is that fair it, on two different levels? Um, let, let's say anyone taking steroids 
in high school athletics, like that would be a no, no. You, right. you can't do it. You, you'd be killing man or woman. You'd be killing everybody. Yeah. Like it gives you an unfair advantage, uh, especially knowing somebody's on steroids. Typically you don't know people are on steroids. And I don't think that like, at least when I was in high school, there was no high school steroid drug testing. There might be now. There should be now. Um, but uh, yeah, they 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 know that that's this is um, this is going on. These steroids are are, are being taken and, and all of this shit. Uh, eighteen years old. So at eighteen on steroids, Ugh. forget about it. Like y- you're smashing people. Why this is fucking allowed is beyond me. Why this girl wants to continue wrestling? She claims you know, before he turns into he, that she petitioned to fight to wrestle boys. And they said no, Be- mm. again, because of her birth certificate. Okay. And uh, that she was forced to do just wrestle girls. And it's like, I, why? Why would you want to do that at that point? That. So I guess the, the debate is, do they just not fight at all? Because you can't win, right? Like, I don't want them fighting girls full of testosterone but i don't want guys that have already transitioned to be fighting women so it's like if you're transitioning do you just not get to fight at all uh, that's Which I'm what, cool with because this is combat sports like you can't be a guy can't be killing girls yeah and a girl can't be taking testosterone killing girls if she wants to get in the ring with the guy i'm sorry that seems a little bit more fair to me but um, and there was an MMA fighter, yeah, Fallon Fox, Fallon Fox, who uh, who tried to fight in the UFC, yeah. Um, Joe Rogan went on a tirade against it, Put maybe four or five years ago, right. and was just like, "No, you're not going to be a dude who transitioned to a a, a woman, beat the shit out of women yeah. in, in the ring, yeah, because it's unfair." I mean, he was he was. Beating fucking oh, girls, killing like, people, annihilating and, them. And you're because you're born. Ki- they could kill. He you're could born kill them. with yeah. bigger bones, different physical strengths. Like we don't deny. Like we're not biological deniers here. No, like uh, not, not at all. And yeah. it, it's it's one of those things where it's like, man, that it's safety, just pure safety. Um, like it, hypothetical. Let's say I had a daughter in this this Texas State tournament that that was going to wrestle a girl on steroids. No, no. I, the, the risk of injury or to get hurt would be too great when, when you have an opponent who's, who's got an unfair advantage. Um, so that, that, that type of shit should never happen. Also in the Olympics, the Olympics is another one where you have all these, especially in Africa. Um, I, I don't know why they're, they're out of Africa. They're, and they're, they're typically long distance runners mm-hmm. and, uh, because they have more stamina. Yeah. Uh, the men have more stamina and they're trying to get into marathons. Typically there's been some other occasions where it's like the, you know, 400 meters, um, yeah. things like that or hurdles. And, uh, you've had the same thing where they've busted, uh, shit, man. I would say 10 to 20 athletes who transition from man to woman trying to go into these world Olympic competitions and, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and dismantling the competition where it's just like, hey. Yeah. And then they found out they were dudes later and they were like, oh, you're out. But you're out of there. they're not fooling anyone either. But I mean, it's if you're a runner. Some of them. Like hardcore runner. Yeah. Like, you, I guess the body can be, you know what I mean? Like gymnast, you're kind of like, 
I guess you could pass as, I don't know. I looked at some of those runners and, and there was a couple that fooled me. There oh, was, there sure. was some that didn't, but there was some that, that did. And like, I, I know Is this like little pigtails on the side. Yeah. It was like Jim Carrey's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Vera DeMilo like character in uh, like, living color. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and some of the, like you look at them and you're like, Ah, all right. This is borderline. I don't, I don't know, but they have tests, but some of them have even passed the test where one of them was doing it for like fucking eight years housing people. And, uh, yeah, uh, they didn't find out till later. So, um, that's become a thing. And, and that's by the way, this whole shit is only going to go on even more so. But one, one of the, the biggest things that, that that's disturbing to me about this story is how you can start a transition before you're 18 years old. Yeah, but that's the big debate. Like that's, that's I don't think you huge... know enough about the world yet or about yourself, your body, uh, mind, um, uh, about what, what this really entails and how drastic of a life decision this is. To do it that young, like, man, there's, there should be an age limit in place for that type of decision because you don't know. Um, and psychiatric evaluation. So that's where like people like me are big debate is because most of the time I don't, I don't care what you do. Right. right. But then when it's, you start killing people in the ring, you start doing like getting into that realm. And when you start, you know, some countries where like, it's child abuse. If you don't let your children transition, if you don't start them on hormone blockers because they said they right. wanted to, I think that was Canada, something, but, um, so that's where it gets weird. Do you know uh, Ruby Rose? She's like yes. this hot like lesbian. Yeah, she yeah, was yeah. on Orange is the New Black. And she has famously come out being like, you know, I, I used to want, I mean, I, when I was younger, I didn't know what was going on. I wanted to be a boy. Right. Like, I'm really, really, right now, I'm really so thankful that I didn't do it, that my parents didn't let me, whatever, because I'm happy with who I am now, whatever. But yeah, back in the day, it's like, and when you're a child, like I was a tomboy, there's like it's so many different changes. You are not a fully formed person until you're at least 22. I don't even think 18 is old enough to be doing like, to I, be thinking about I, I that either. shit. Um, I think there should be a major psychiatric evaluation along with an age limit where doctors, it's illegal for them to do it unless you have, you know. Yeah. Same with like a, a boob job. I know they can do them pretty young, but I think some of them morality wise won't do it to a girl who's yeah. under 17. I mean, they probably push it, but stuff like that where they, they will have like a kind of moral line where it's like, you can't do anything like that younger than let's start with 18. I would love for it to be older, but right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I believe it is 18. Um, for, for like boob jobs and shit like that, but like, right, but yeah, for to, to, to switch, um, genders is such a massive decision that again, I, you haven't a clue or even, or even close to figuring out life, figuring out who you are as a person, all of that shit, um, until you're in your twenties. Oh, so I mean, bad. if you look back at, you know, who you were as a person at 17 years old, it is your thought process. Everything is entirely different than nightmare. Yeah. Than what it is to your twenties nightmare. Cause even in your, oh, yeah. tw like, you know, after college, 22, 23, you at least look back on everything and you're like, Oh shit, 
this was crazy or I had a different thought process about X, whatever right. that was, like, just because you don't know any better and you don't have an, enough life experience yet. And um, that's fucked. Um, so th- on a few levels, th- this is why this story bothers me. Um, Putting kids, I mean, on hormone blockers, ugh. it's a lot more common than I think you even want to think about. Like, it's so fucking crazy. Yeah. And um, all these videos, I know you see them on Facebook where like these young boys are like, you know, doing makeup and like meeting drag queens and their moms are like really behind it and like fucking fuck. Yeah. It's and a, I, that's a live that's, your truth, kids. But like, I just I get mad at the mom. Like, yeah, it's a slippery slope where you're just like, hey, I, you, look for parents to encourage kids to do anything is is admirable you know that's what a good parent should do but when you start getting into gender reassignment um and not being that person or at least trying it out yeah but i know there's some cases too where like moms like are into it yeah it's fun i yeah it's a fun thing kids just want to please their parents and so keeping that in mind like don't make them do anything they you know don't, don't want, want to. to do but they want to please you so just keep that in mind if you're if you, if you say to do something and go down this path like nine times out of ten they will do it whatever that is right uh football baseball hormone blockers putting on makeup if if they see that it makes you happy they're going to continue doing it yes if they see that it makes you pissed they're not going to do it until they move out of the house. They right, get right, therapy right. and they do it on their own, yeah. which is how it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, and, that, and at that point, at that age, it's like, all right, great. If you're do whatever you want. Yeah, hate me. Sorry, I didn't fucking give you your hormone blocker sooner. Right, but you can do it now. If you want <laughs> have fun. Sorry, I didn't give you your hormone blocker. Yeah, take sooner. therapy. Here's some fucking. I have a I have a fund for his therapy already. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. For all the things that I've done, because you're always gonna fucks, do something fuck to something fuck them up. up. Sure. So whatever, just <laughs> figure it out. Um, Heather Lockery got arrested again, by no, the way. No, she wouldn't dare. I know. <laughs> Crazy, isn't it? She wouldn't dare. Crazy. That little peach, that little dove. Um, boy. <laughs> that little lamb. I, I, I have a hard time believing it. I can't, I can't believe it. I, to, to this day, there has been two showstoppers that have walked into in a room and everybody stopped and was like, oh my God. That's three. They're, that's the most beautiful woman of all time. Jesse Wiseman. Um, Heather Locklear. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and Gwen Stefani. Where oh I physically yeah. saw rooms stop and every, like thousands of people were just like, oh, God. And you didn't know who it was at first because mm-hmm. the, they were too far away. But there was just this aura. And Heather Locklear was, was the first one that I had seen in Hollywood. I was... Shit. I, I was a waiter at the Emmys. Um right. and there was a, yeah. what's that? Schwing. Yeah. And there was uh Governor's Ball afterwards where everybody came. So the Emmys was connected to the Governor's Ball. Everybody came and had dinner and then went to whatever parties they were going to uh for that night. And Heather Locklear walked in and just dropped the room where it was just like, oh, oh my God. And I was standing next to uh Jay Moore and Dennis Miller. Okay. Um, and to hear those two Holy talk fuck. about her yeah, coming yeah. into the room. 
And it was just amongst themselves. Like they didn't know that I was in the background setting up a table and they were like, oh God, Dennis Miller. Right. Jesus Christ. Yeah. 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 It's it's as if the the fucking queen walked in. Like I I feel like I should bow or kneel or something. And Jay Moore on top of him was like, oh, dirty ass Jay Moore was like, oh God, I would, I would. Motorboat. Drag my balls through a fucking cheese grater at high speeds to get inside the her tub to you know and i was like christ a lot and like even like i got caught up in the moment it was it was almost as if a spotlight was shining on her it wasn't and we were like oh my gosh and then she walked by and went to the bar and all of this was just it was like like that scene in caddyshack where they're looking at the the blonde uh come walk into the pool and then go up onto the diving board and make the perfect dive that's where we were all like it was just like oh oh my god i i don't know what to do with myself it's uh, heather locklear yeah and she carried herself with such grace and, and class, it seems like. Yes. I don't. So I didn't understand, like all of these fucking crazy stories, I didn't understand. And uh, I was like, ah, the first one I chalked up, it was like, yeah, she had too much champagne at a party. Sure. No bigs. Do your thing, girl. Yeah. You do you. Um, Hot and crazy. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Then there was a domestic dispute at uh, the house with, she was, she used to date Jack Wagner. The big soap opera star. Yes. Um, that was brief, wasn't it? Uh, it was a couple of years, few okay. years. But uh, good looking dude. Yeah. Good, good, good looking lady. And the, the cops were called and he, he had something like a, either a scratch or like a large slap or something on his, like punched him. I don't know what it was. All they said in the police report that it appeared as if Jack Wagner was physically abused by her okay. and there was a, a large marking on his face from a physical altercation, but they didn't take a guess as to what it was. And she got hauled off for that. And was like, all right, maybe Jack Wagner was cheating on her. Sure. Like, I don't know. We let it go Still again. We giving let her go. the benefit of the doubt. Sure, then she got so pu- hot. Yeah. Yeah. So hot that it couldn't be, it you couldn't be, she couldn't be crazy. She couldn't also be crazy because that's not how it works. No. guys. Right. Cause usually when they're so hot, it's like, Hey man, the Normal, guy is lucky classy. to have them. Yeah. That's, there shouldn't be any problems there whatsoever. Never, yeah, never. Um, then she got popped for the DUI. Sure, and that mug shot, you thought, oh. And I thought, well, look, having been that trashed, she still looked great in that mug shot. You know? You think? Still. She looked a little puffy, but sure. Yeah, a little, yeah, little yeah, puffy, yeah. but yeah, like, look, yeah. you're partying, raging. She's got to be 60 at this point. Um, yeah, still holding up well. Good for her. Sure. That's, a, that's, a, that's an okay, decent mug shot. Now this, she got. But you a, thought with that, you thought, ah, we all have DUIs. You know, no big. You know what I thought, and this is totally dead honest. Ah, Malibu. She's a parent. She's oh. a mom. Probably at a mom function. You know, out with the moms in Malibu. Maybe having a sushi dinner. They had a little too much sake. Uh, she probably took a, her Xanax early mm-hmm. in in the evening, and it was yep. just like up. You know. One you bottle of sake. All kinds of excuses I'm assuming for her. all of this yeah, in my yeah, mind yeah, yeah, still. Yeah. And I'm like, Nobu, ladies, book club. Sure. Had a little piece of Xanax, thought she could make it home in time. Xanax kicked in too early. Yeah. Boom, she's all over the road. Malibu, it's entrapment. They have so many cops oh. there. And it's like no one really drives and, past. Which is true. Nine, that is actually true. Malibu has got but the most cops on the planet. You'll get pulled over for nothing. Absolutely. They're looking to arrest everyone. Um, Having said that, what happened still to Heather? Still gave her Locker? the benefit <laughs> yeah. of the doubt. What happened to her now? <laughs> she got arrested again for domestic violence. Huh. Again, huh. as a woman getting arrested for domestic violence. 
Now you're into some white trash shit where it's like, oh, now you're multiple charges mm-hmm. of domestic violence. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. As a woman. It took you a while, but yeah, long now time. you're now you're on the side of long reason. Time. Yeah. Now I think she's she's crazy, mm-hmm. um, but like really fucking crazy. Sure. Substance abuse. Yeah. 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 Issues, and, and they said in the article trash. that it was a long history of sub- substance abuse. And I was mm-hmm. like, ah, has it? Has it been like, or was she because partying? in your mind, she's just having champagne, a hot, flirty these little are, partier. Yeah, and these are isolated incidents, and she gets caught every time she does something. Yes. Yeah, and it's just she's had a, a real, uh, a real bad case of bad luck. She can't do anything wrong because she gets caught. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, bad luck. She she goes outside the line just a little bit. Yep. Boom. Colors outside the line. It's like they're looking for her. Teacher is there to smack her hand away. You colored outside the line. That's what I saw it as. Now I'm starting to think like, hey, Mm. um, either she's got like a hardcore alcohol and drug problem Mm -hmm. or she's just super white trash and that's her fucking jam and how she gets down. Probably a combination. Yeah, yeah. I don't know her background. I don't know Mm. her history. But now I'm, I'm curious is to dig into her life and find out where she's from. Like if... If I start looking her up and, and it comes back as, hey, she was born in Panama City, Florida, or, or any part of Florida, mm-hmm. um, for, for that matter, uh, then I know she's a box full of crazy right. from birth. And it's like, hey, I told the story of, of the girl who's born in the uh, uh, resort town right. in, in, <clears throat> uh, in Florida and got bit on the tit. Um, yeah. There is something in the fucking water there uh, more than gators. That At makes like seasonal town makes girls crazy in Florida. Yeah, like it, it, I've never seen anything like it. And dudes, it's the same way. It's like it's like Franco from Spring Breakers. You know, spring break, spring break. People, men and women who were born and raised in Florida, it, it, it's fucking weird. And I right. spent a year of my life there. My dad got transferred to uh, right outside of Tampa, Clearwater, Florida. And so I spent one full year there, my seventh grade year. And I can tell you firsthand, like, it is fucked there. Um, it's just a weird, weird oh, vibe yeah. and a weird, weird environment. And I don't, I don't know why. I don't know if it's the heat. Yeah, there's a couple different, like, theories and, and factors, right? Where it's just like, why is it so much crazy shit happening? I don't know, but there's a lot of drugs. There's, a, like, on all aspects and, like, from an early age. Cause like I, I look, my parents tried to put me in the nicest school system and, and all of that shit, um, in a decent, we lived in a decent area, neighborhood, all the, the houses are ranch style. It's so goddamn hot every day. Um, I really can't emphasize that. Like, sure. uh, it, you either are used to it and you're out in it or you're fat and you stay in the house. Like, mm. um, so, but, but I don't know what's with the fucking people there. So if I, if I look and see that she's a Florida gal. She's Guess not. what? Boom, case closed. She's not. Where's she from? Well, even better. Okay. In my eyes, definitely pr- produces some crazy. Um, born in Los Angeles. Oh, fuck. Well, there's your answer. Yeah. Born Congratulations. In, born in Los Angeles. Her father uh, was a career officer in the United States Marine Corps. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Then that's I don't strange know. then. I know. Maybe the dad know. was super strict and she's rebelling against the dad. Also, being that hot at an early age, like if you're in L.A. that hot at an early age, you know she's doing coke 
at yeah. the Viper Room at fucking 16, 17 years old. Yeah, she was at a sorority in UCLA. Like, she is like, oh, so in the system. Born and bred LA. And then just started working right after that. Yeah. So she never had, like, she had a little bit of a normal she life. She never had a break outside of LA. Yeah. 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 She never. There's your answer. She never lived, like, yeah. Nope. There, that, she th- is there you go. LA. That, you know, it's funny. That would have been my next end. guest. I would have said either yeah. Florida or or there. Yeah. Boom. That that's it. So case closed. Judge Judy. Um, yeah, you can't grow up there being that hot and not get like look producers and all that shit are probably hitting on her at fucking fourteen years old. Yeah. Um, and then look going to college there, the bars, the clubs, because UCLA has had uh, a couple campus bars. Yeah. Handful. There was like a little strip. They had uh, maybe four or five good ones there tops. Um, uh, we've talked about this on the show before, but like the, the, that college is mostly Asian. Um, oh, yeah. So for the hot girls, sorority girls, all that shit, they're going into Hollywood, which isn't that far. It's 20 minutes, 25 minutes, or Santa Monica mm-hmm. bars. Um, they're going elsewhere where it's like, you don't need a fake ID. You just need to be hot as hell to get in. Oh, yeah, You're yeah. good to go. So she had seen it and done it all probably by the point she'd graduated. Yeah. And again, there's there's a delusion of like, I can get away with everything. With everything, yeah. And I don't need to, you know, again, get into therapy for my anger issues and my substance abuse because... Even after all of the craziness, she still got like hired again on like a reboot of something. Like she oh, was still like fine. Her TV, they call it TVQ. Um, and it's something producers and uh, executives use in the business of how famous you are on television and how audiences recognize you around the country. And there's, it's like a, a set number where it's oh, just oh. like you've been on a number of episodes. Yeah. They're able to look it up through ratings and all of this shit. She was number one for close to 20 years um yeah really? so if you, if you got heather locklear she was the one she was the one woman who was going on these shows later on these reboots and things like that who was getting top dollar on the show every single time because they were lucky to have her and for whatever reason she resonated well uh, not whatever reason but she was hot as hell <laughs> and uh but she resonated with audiences and if if she went on your show it was an immediate ratings boost. Um, what was it? Spin. I think she went to Spin City. Oh yeah. Um, I think she went to Melrose Place. Mm-hmm. She was uh, Melrose Place. Beverly yeah, I mean, Hills. and and she was getting top dollar over the the rest of the cast because it boosted your ratings so much higher that you you couldn't debate it. Um, to this day, I think if she wanted to to go back and do TV somewhere, I, she'd get hired along with all this fucked up shit. I, st- I still think that if she wanted to go back and be a mom, a hot mom on something on a CW show. Do you think after this? A hundred percent. I don't think this would deter anything. I really don't. That's how high her TVQ is. And wow. she still looks good. Now if she was fading. Forget that, it. Something. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be over with. Old. And it's like, yeah, sorry. Thanks for playing. But she's not natural aging. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. So I, I think she'll, I, here's my prediction. I think she'll at some point go back and do something on, on television. To pay for all this. Yes. Yeah. She, I mean, look, she's had some high profile divorces, so maybe she's set financially forever. She did fine herself. So fuck, who knows? Right. Who knows? Uh, did she do well enough to afford this $100 meatball in New York City? Maybe. 
maybe. Um, okay. This one, and we don't we we talk about shit like this all the time. Um, about these fucking two thousand dollar pizzas. Oh yeah, and shit like this. The like million dollar, <laughs> yeah, million dollar uh, this bagel. This one I would do. Okay. I would do this hundred. There's a hundred dollar meatball in New York City, and I would do it for one reason. Look it up. It 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 looks big enough that it would be close to a full meal. <laughs> yeah. Close to a full meal. Therefore, I could maybe justify it of like, sure. oh, all right. Because look, let's face it. You go out and get a uh, like a piece of of Kobe beef. Oh yeah, Kobe that's beef. like what? Yeah, you're looking 300? at Yeah, you're you're looking at this. So it's like, uh, maybe, maybe I, I would definitely do it. Um, okay. It's at uh, Davio's Northern Italian Steakhouse, uh, four forty seven on Lex. Oh shit, that's close. Um, we've been walked by there numerous times. Um, here's what it is. Uh, here's what's in the meatball. That's Wagyu. Right. Is that how you pronounce that? Wagyu, yeah. Wagyu beef. Uh, truffle cheese. Foie gras. You can't forget the foie gras. Oh. Uh, winter truffles. And it's topped with a creamy shallots and champagne sauce. Um, and it looks, there's a picture of it. It looks like the goddamn tastiest thing on earth. It does. What is, I mean, it's strange that it's in a white sauce, no? But I it guess is, to but go with all of that stuff. It's got to go weird. with the truffles and all of that shit. Yeah, truffle and then the truffle cheese. It looks like the gras. greatest goddamn meatball I've ever seen in my entire life. And I'm a, I'm a meatball fan. You know that. I'm a yeah, you're big a canoeser for sure. Like if we go to, because look, you, you pick out the restaurants wherever we go to different cities because you're a you're in foodie. Charge. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because I uh, yeah. wear the pants yeah. well, I was just going to say What's your inseam on those pants that you're wearing for the family um, you, but Yeah you, no Just because I yeah, you're, you, you watch all the restaurant shows yeah. You know all the chefs yeah. You know what's hot, new, all that shit And I like that, like I love that about you That way when we go to all these different cities You already have the restaurants picked out <laughs> yeah. We're going here on Wednesday, Tuesday A year before we go Exactly yeah. and, and look, I to your credit I, I haven't there's only one that I, I've, one time that I was just like, meh. It was meh though. It wasn't like, ugh, awful. It, it wasn't was just awful. Like, uh, it wasn't. It was meh. And I was like, you looked best. at the bill afterwards and I was like, fuck, this That's place is way, way overrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but you gotta look, go. You gotta of, try it. Yeah. Out of the fucking 60 restaurants, 70 restaurants over the years, we, I've only had one meh. All of them, right. all of the rest of them have been fantastic, like lights out across the board. So like your streak continues. I would go um, here and have that meatball, though. Oh, boy. I would. I mean, we'd get one. Yeah, you get one split it and we then get a normal need, entree. Yeah. But, uh, but for sure. A hundred dollar meatball. This is one where I would say, hey, the, the two thousand dollar pizza is much like if you're fucking loaded. Sure. Do it. Just um, to say that you did. You're not going to really be like, oh, my God. Would I recommend too- saving up your bank account for two thousand dollar pizza? No. hundred dollar meatball. Maybe. Uh, why not? You know, right? If you're in New York, fuck it. Um, so mark this, mark this. If they still have it, I mean, I'm down. I feel like I've heard me. of this place. Yeah, yeah. We walked by it. It's it's a 4:47 Lex. We've stayed and walked by there a million times. Um, New York is again one of those places where I think if you live there 30 years, you probably couldn't eat at every restaurant in that city. No, you just couldn't. 
Which is amazing. Yes. So overwhelming for me, especially when I go there. I'm just like, oh. That is the one city where, because where, 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 we go about four or five times a year to New York. Every time we go, you, you shut down of, wh- of where to make the it's reservations because there's, ma- there's too many to choose from. It's too much. And then I'll make one and then like drive by someplace that I'm like, oh my God. They've got the, the atmosphere in every place, the storefront. I mean, everything is like, yeah. they get it. Yeah. You can't go wrong. You can. So mark down uh, Davios. Will oh, do. It's, and it's an Italian steakhouse too. I wonder how their steak is. Fuck. I bet amazing. Like, I know. Let's be roll. I know. I, I will say this: Northern Italian Steakhouse. I don't. I don't know what that is. I don't know what a Northern Italian Steakhouse is. I don't. I don't believe that I've ever been to. Like what kind of? I, what, what classifies it as Northern Italian? I guess, and what type of steak are they cooking? Oh, um, I forget the differences. I should know. This. You should know. I but but look, I, I I don't know, but I'm interested in trying it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, that this one I will this one this one passes my test. I do that one. Okay. The two thousand dollar pizza. No, I would you do didn't if want I was, to do that one. Yeah. If I had fuck you money and was you know worth a hundred million dollars, yeah, I'd get two thousand dollar pizza. Why why the fuck not? Because I'm sure that two thousand dollar pizza is probably the greatest goddamn pizza I've ever tasted. Yeah. I'm sure it is. Um. So I would do but it. Really? Like yeah. You don't know unless you try it. That's true. Um, you know, that the shredding truffles over things was all the rage. And I always looked at that as stupid. And then one time you, you had it and I was like the greatest goddamn thing I've ever had. Amazing. If you could shave truffles over every single thing ever, I'm talking grilled cheese, eggs in the morning. Doesn't matter what you're, it's, you're going to have a taste of your meal. Yeah. It's the greatest. Amazing. The end all be all greatest. Amazing. Um, last but not least, this story is the last one I, I want to touch on because if this is become a, a thing it's fucking over why even do this the new dolce and Gab- gabbana fucking runway show um which those things are so fucking boring looking anyways you know you're sitting in a weird warehouse with two two rows of people looking at fashion models come and do things they had drones carry their bags down the runway what's the if you were at that show how pissed off are you pissed but i'm also laughing because they're trying to make some kind of like statement i'm sure what's the statement on that 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 robots are taking over yeah that we're getting replaced like we don't even need models anymore you're kidding i mean i would think they're always trying to make some kind of statement at those things have you been around a drone like that before no they're uh, super loud loud yeah yeah yeah. and imagine fucking Uh, 10 20 of these things yeah low in a small space in a, in a small room where you're like, uh, cause all these fashion shows, it's small. The area is small. Yeah. Yeah. Buzzing by your fucking head with these heavy purses and shit. Like nightmare. What an absolute nightmare that would be. And it's if that's going to become so a thing, just fucking call it in, just show it online, stream it for the world and be like, Hey, this is my show. Don't invite people to that stupid shit. Um, it's just, I mean, absolutely fucking ridiculous at Mm-mm. that point. Uh, let let the fucking transgender wrestler come out and and but I think tackle the the drones or something. <laughs> it's kind of the same as Kanye coming out and like just tattered fucking homeless shit. Well, it's I all look just like trying to make a. Here's the weird thing I will say about Kanye and that that look and that whole vibe that he like people are people are dressing like that now, it's and like annoying. I see it all the fucking time, and everybody looked at him. It's cr- it's crazy. And they've looked at him as crazy for years, and which he probably is to a certain is, extent. For sure he is, yeah. But, but you take those, we'll start with the Yeezys. We'll start with the shoes. 
Those Yeezys he created for Adidas, not only do they sell out in seconds and are still, you still can't get your fucking hands on those mm-hmm. goddamn shoes anywhere. Um, but the the sole of the shoe and the way that the, the mesh on them um, is what every other brand is now using. Like Nikes, all that shit. Yeah. They 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 jack that from Kanye. Yeah. Like and there's because you can't patent you can't patent that. I um, know. So like, they, as much as I've always hated him, always hated him. Fucking genius. So starting with genius. those shoes, and now Nike because it was Adidas, I believe, who did those yeah. Yeezys. Um, uh, Nike switched all of their shoes afterwards to that. So it's it's that mesh, it's that that rubberized that, like, sole, pop out sole, yeah, yeah the yeah. pop out sole, they're comfortable as shit, and he did that, like he fucking started that. These fucking ah oh god, this, and I hate to say this because I would never buy shit like this. Um, I wouldn't, but I've seen it a lot. Uh, you know those leather jogging pants where he was bitching about the leather jogging pants and the uh, the the low cut on the the legs. Have you seen those? Because all the jogging pants are becoming this low-cut leg where it's like, I don't want to like say Like a wide a, hip to a really skinny... Skinny leg, leg yeah. yeah. For it, it's, it almost looks like a skinny jean type of jogging pants. Like he, The first time I saw that was when he did it. He did that. And now I see it everywhere. And I see people at the gym wearing that shit. I'm like, oh, yeah. it looks so uncomfortable. Not only that, but it only comes up to uh, like just above your ankle. So it doesn't... It doesn't fall over the shoe. So like you can still see part of your socks because it's kind of like right underneath your calf is where it ends. It almost looks like capris. And I've seen a bunch of dudes at my gym here in Wilmington wearing shit like that. I'm like, what? It looks so goddamn lame. (laughs) Like really like Miami, like late 90s, like like gay boy, like that type of vibe where I was just like, man, now that's become a, a thing Kanye kind of created that. And it's yeah. like, now I see dudes and I, I never would have thought a dude in fucking North Carolina would be wearing shit like that ever. You know, if you would have told me New York and LA, if, yes, absolutely. Sure. I could entertain that. Not, not in North Carolina. Um, Kanye did that, that fucking tattered homeless look where, you know, with that, what, what almost appears to be a poncho of some sort. A poncho with like a big, like Game hoodie. Of Thrones hoodie. Yeah. Like everybody's wearing that shit now. And like, Fucking Kanye, man. So I can't even, uh, I can't, I can't even destroy him for this shit because it's like, uh, dude, I, whether or not he's the one that's personally changing culture or, uh, or people are just into it. I don't, I don't know the answer, but he's fucking doing it like strange, <laughs> really fucking strange. Well, then, you know, you never know the drone thing might catch on. Whatever. I, I just do it online is, is my thing of like, Hey, just do these fashion shows online, stream it, and yeah, you can do you your go. stupid shit. Don't invite people in to see your fucking drones carrying bags. Like, I, I, I can't get down with that. Um, but what I can get down with is the revolutionary figure of the day. Oh. Rev figure of the day is Tommy Lee. <gasps> Talked about him on the show before. Sure. Did a movie with Tommy Lee. Um, thought we were bro bros. Been to his house. Um, got invited to his house. Sure. Thought we were bro bros. Right. Saw him at a, a a club a few months afterwards. He was beyond fucked up. Didn't know who I was. Sure. At, at all. Um, but when I was uh, looking up uh, Heather Locklear, um, you want to take a take a guess at who was mother to married to Heather Locklear? 
It was Tommy Lee. Yeah. From 86 to, to 93. Yeah. That's when we should have known. Because that, I, at the yeah. time, I, I read that uh, biography, uh, Dirt, which is the, the biography of Motley Crue, which is still the greatest rock book ever written, um, a memoir about life. Because uh, it splits them up into four. They tell their stories individually, and then all the stories are there per chapter. Yeah. So you get to hear it out of each of their mouths at the same time, what they were thinking, and it's different. It's totally different. Um, well, Tommy Lee, there's, there was a, a chapter in there of, of him dating Heather Locklear um, and then getting married and shit like that and like how it kind of fucked up the band and all that other stuff. But it's like, it's Tommy Lee. We should have known back then you what have. kind of girl she was. Um, still didn't think anything about it. Uh, mm. Even in the book, it says Tommy Lee changed when he started dating her and getting married, get, get, getting married to her, where it was just like he settled down. He wanted to go to more Hollywood parties and shit with her, and that's what she wanted out of him. And he stopped doing all the crazy shit with Motley Crue and was doing shit with her. Now, now they were probably, I mean, just fucking out of control, oh, the two of them together. Totally. So he was into her beating him. Yeah. Like it was oh, like yeah. Cool. He wasn't going to say a goddamn mm-hmm. word. Um, but the, the ass that guy's been able to pull over the years is just it's crazy. Really crazy. Um, I heard it's the, uh, the unit. Uh, he's got a hammer on him. I saw the sex tape. Did you see the sex tape? Nah. Yeah. I, it's boring. I don't like couple sex tapes. It, it's boring. Um, but there's some really funny moments where he's on a boat and he, he's buck naked and honks the horn on his boat with his dick. Like he, ha- he taps it on the thing to sure, honk the horn on the boat. Sure. And uh, he's, got a, he's got a hammer on him, that guy. Yeah. And it looked blessed and mm. uh, good for him. Yeah. So I respect it. Mm-hmm. But uh, he went from Heather Locklear to Pamela. I mean, Heather Locklear in her prime. Oh, yeah. Prime. Uh, Pamela Anderson. In her prime. prime. I mean, crushed it for years. In their prime. Now, uh, he just got engaged again a couple weeks ago. Um, to, do you know, a, a, like she's an online personality, big social media accounts. Uh, Brittany Furlon is her name. Yeah, I've seen like uh, videos of her. Yeah. So I, I've followed her for a couple of years because she was really, she used to make these really fucking funny videos, vines, all that shit. And uh, just kind of dropped off like her videos were boring um and she was dating somebody didn't really say who and then came out that it was tommy lee Mm. and stopped making like funny videos all the shit and she was like you saw her the the pictures she posted were always at this like mega house in malibu and like um but it was at the pool you know not not inside the house you couldn't see photos or paintings or whatever yeah if you would have showed me inside the house i'd be like oh that's tommy lee's house that's the fucking sex swing um <clears throat> so piano or whatever you didn't really know and then she started putting him in videos and i was like oh f- fuck she's dating tommy lee and then she addressed it on her on her instagram one day and was just like hey guys i'm getting a lot of hatred for i'm not funny anymore my videos suck this type of shit because i'm in a relationship now and uh she was like i just want you to know that i'm happy and this is my life and what i choose and i don't really care about the social media shit or whatever and it was just mm-hmm. like oh all right and so you know, her videos are just like her dogs, Tommy Lee, and like her hanging out and it's whatever. And I, I like I just saw that that he's engaged to her now. I don't know how old he is. She looks young. I think she's pretty young. Um, 
I don't know how old he is. But what would, what would you again getting another one in her prime where it's just like oh yeah how he, is Tommy he's... Lee still doing this? Because let's face it, Molly Crew hasn't been a real goddamn band no, or, or, no. or a, a relevant band that you care about. In he's fifty five. Fifty five, and I think she's probably. If I had to guess, she's probably twenty seven, maybe. Um, Brittany Furlong. Yeah, I, w- I would guess um, she's like in her yeah. She's the prime 20s. Yeah, what would you say uh, what would you say her age is if you were to guess? Just looking at her shit. Yeah, I would say like 25, 27, I can't really tell sometimes. 31. 31. Yeah. 31. Looking good. Looking great. Um but again, that's still in your prime. And uh Tommy Lee at 55. I mean, still this guy continues to to do it. Jeez, dude. It, it is insane. Look, your dick doesn't get old, I guess. I think it does. No, I don't think it does. Oh. Look, you, you shave up your pubes. No grays, no nothing. Like, dude, your, your, yeah. dicks, your dicks can still look young. Um, and he's still shredded. I saw him uh, at an event with his yeah. shirt off. And uh, yeah. Yeah, look, it definitely looks like an older man. I'm not going to. Yeah. You know. um, and he's rock like stars. Depp. He's like Depp, where it's like you're cross that line a little bit. Of yeah, like, where, where you're trying too hard, where it's just man. like, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You're still with the bandana, still with the still hat dying over your hair. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still dyeing your hair and, and all like, that yeah, shit. Like, yeah, you look good, like, but you could look like a good older man yeah. instead of like trying to fool people that you're still. <laughs> I, I think the best 40. example of it is um, <clears throat> uh, the, the guitarist from um, Aerosmith, Joe Perry. Yeah. That guy aged gracefully, went, yeah. went gray at the right time. <clears throat> still looks, looks good. good. Looks great. But like looks his age. Yeah. Like, and, but still like favorite. a pimpy fucking dude. And you're that's just like, favorite. all right, sweet. Uh, one that I still, I think went great too early was, was JBJ, John Bon Jovi. When he went gray, yeah. he aged himself like 50 years because he Cause still looked face great. His face still looks, looks young. really young. His face looks young. I thought, I thought his face looks too young to go that gray. Yeah. He's probably sick of the upkeep of it. Of getting yeah. your hair dyed all the time and all that shit. Yeah. But um yeah, I cause look, I think if if Tommy Lee went salt and pepper, he'd be fine. I think he would be fine. I I mean, I think Depp too. If he just like yeah. had a normal short haircut, if he just like dressed like a normal dude, he would <laughs> look he would be so hot yeah. for his age. Do for you know age, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Not yeah. like I just don't like the <laughs> the thing of like, it's do a, you think that we maybe think that you're still? It's a hard 30? line of when to transition because you don't really know when to transition as a man from, hey, I'm gonna stop looking younger and start, you know, start with whatever my age is. Like that line of gray. It's uh, we'll call it the line of gray uh, for for the sake of this conversation because it's that gray hair is is your first telltale uh, to the world, to other dudes, to other girls that like, all right, great, I am. I am late 40s, early 50s, you know? Sure. Um, when in truth, there's not a dude over 35 that doesn't have gray hair. That's just not a thing. Yeah. Um, it's not a thing. It's not a thing in this world. For right, any right, listeners right. out there, don't feel bad if you're over 35 and have gray hair. There's not one goddamn man on this planet. Um, but it's how young your face looks and whether or not you want to, you know, if it matches your face. Right. Um, whereas you take somebody like Matt Damon, went gray too early. Like he still has a really young face. And like when I see him in like interviews and shit and he's super gray, I'm like, man, you, you look like a fucking 60 year old man. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's one, he, he's one that, or that's a cutoff where 
we're not thinking of him as an old man yet. No, when, I, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. When you, and that's for people that aren't um, famous or anything, when you are at a point where you're not fooling anyone, everyone knows that you're yes. an older gentleman. Yes. Um, whether that's like whatever, 50, 60, even 45. If you sure. feel like you're the older gentleman, everyone knows it in your life, in your world. Um, and you just don't, the pretending is more embarrassing than the gray. Do you it, know what I mean? It's kind of like winning, when to know when to walk away as an athlete where you're like, ah, cause as a, yeah. as a man, you probably still think you got it where yep. you're just like, oh, I yep. still got it. Cause depth. Depp thinks if he puts enough fucking makeup and, jewelry, and all that other shit, makeup, yeah, 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 facial yeah. hair, bandana, hat, like that people will, like, again, that people will what? Think he hasn't aged? I, I don't I'm know. sorry, but it just doesn't happen. We haven't gotten to that level yet. Yeah. And, um, you know, but it's, it's a hard it's line. You don't, women. I, you don't know that line of great. You don't know when to, when to cross and when to fully transition and be like, all right, great. I'm, I'm done with trying to be the, 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 the young dude at the bars. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it yeah. depends, I, I will say this. It depends on your face, how old or young your face looks, I think, is when you should make that decision. For women, it's different because you're always going to dye your hair, mm-hmm. do things to your hair, uh, upkeep, maintenance. You know, uh, For dudes, it's, it's, it's a lot different. But I think it's the same with women for um, like plastic surgery, uh, that kind of stuff. Like... There's a level where you just, you should just be doing like an upkeep. Right. Um, where it's like, keep the Botox and fillers going. And um, there's a point where you just need to be like, you, the jig is up. Yeah. You're not fooling anyone in pictures in real life. Like everyone knows you're an older lady. Yeah. That's when it's like, you have to, you got to just go into the, the older lady. Good. Good. Do the, do the yeah. things, do the fillers, the Botox, the whatever you want to do, but just know that, you know, just look, do it for your age. Like I want to look good for this age. I want to sure. look good for whatever age I'm at. Not, I want to look 20 when I'm 60. It's 50. a tough decision. Um, it's also a tough decision on when to say goodbye. Oh, bye. And, uh, it is that, it is that time in the evening, James, where we must say goodbye. Uh, For Jesse Wiseman, a.k.a. The Jables, I am Ross Patterson. This is The Revolution. Good night, everyone. Good night.